coming up on today's episode of the Positivity Platform. What is happiness? So if we can search for the benefit in the midst of the pain, that is a conscious decision to choose happiness. I believe that's the point in life. There is always something that you can find to be grateful for. Welcome to the Positivity Platform. We're your hosts, Erica and Devlin. Join us for weekly chats that unpack life's experiences and forge pathways to positivity. Welcome to the Positivity Platform. I'm so excited that this is episode eight, which is important to note because we're beginning today a three-part series, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but that three-part series will take us to the end of season one. Then we will resume new episodes four weeks later with our season two of the Positivity Platform. So we're excited and hope that you've had a chance to listen to previous episodes. If not, you're going to have a few weeks to catch up before we resume with season two. Let's go ahead and hop into the golf cart. Evelyn, what's been going on with your week? This weekend was very, I loved it because uh, a lot of people came to my aid to take care of things. I like to call them, well, everybody calls them a honeydew list. Yes. You know, honey, honeydew list. So because I am my honey, <laughs> so my honeydew list is honeydew for me to outsource and call someone just to do the little things around the house, or I have friends that do things for me, or I actually, you know, I don't know if you know this about me, but I am pretty handy too. I know you are. And I do know that you also utilize the YouTube videos for how to, like how to repair a clogged sink or anything like that. Yeah. Sometimes I've bit off more than I can chew, but it just takes longer. Yes. I haven't had an emergency where I've had to call someone else in to take over what I've done. Mm-hmm. But I think as time goes on and you have your certain go-to people where you absolutely feel comfortable inconveniencing them, because a lot of people want to help and they have. Mm-hmm. But I think the energy, since we are talking about positivity and pathways of positivity. And those are always based on intuition or the energy that you get exchange in Mm -hmm. your life. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to pay attention to that. So I have had people help me and it's been, I've been so grateful and they've been very generous with their time and talent, but there's like an energy where I just sort of feel like, oh, I want into, I better not ask again, you know? And then there are other people where I'm just ask away. So Odie, your Odie Mm -hmm. is now on the ask away list. Yes. (laughs) You know, know, I don't know what this is. Again, energy. And maybe it's on my part. Because I have been like a single mom and, and, you know, my husband passing away. I think I definitely had this thing where I never wanted to be like the damsel in distress or the woman who need and people and I know people don't look at that. Most people do not look at me in that no, light. No, you're at all. as far away from, well, you're a damn soul, but not oh. in distress. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or, you know, I just think I, 
there's always been something in me that wanted not to uh, burden anyone. Yeah. And then also that moment where I thought I am going to be better than fine. I also realized that I loved the independence and being a military spouse, you already did that. Right. Exactly. I, I remember the first time I ever mowed the lawn. I don't know if you ever did that. Okay. Did you ever I have a lawn? story about that. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I grew up where... I'll be honest, I never had to mow the lawn Me growing either. up. I didn't even know how to utilize a lawnmower. We had somebody that took care of uh-huh. the grounds. And so it just wasn't something that was in my repertoire. But I think, well, I know I was probably, I was pregnant with my fourth child at the time. This was uh-huh. in Washington state. My ex-husband was deployed and I found myself in post housing with the notice, you know, the dreaded Mm -hmm. notice, like mow your lawn, basically. And I was like, I don't know how to do it. So I literally just thought, okay, I've seen people pull a cord, (laughs) you know, like I know there's a whole thing somewhere. Oh, right. Yes. So I went out there and I studied it. Like this was before, and this you, before didn't look up you YouTube. YouTube. Exactly. No. So like I studied the lawnmower. I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. And I found the cord and then I was like pulling it, pulling it. And eventually God knows how, but the thing started. I don't even know how oh. <laughs> it did start. I did pour <laughs> some gas in there. I knew that much that there had to be some gas in there and it did start. But little did I know that there is a hot spot. I don't exactly know what it's oh. called, <laughs> but there's a hot area on the lawnmower. I had no idea. So I'm sitting there. I was just, you know, reached down to do something, maybe brush some grass off the lawnmower or something. And Evelyn, I this still day. have the scar to this day. I burned Aww. myself so bad on that. But you know what? You live and learn. I now know yeah. that you do have a pole thing to start uh-huh. a lawnmower and yes. that there is a hot spot. So I now know two things about lawnmowers and <laughs> I don't I, think I've really mowed a lawn since then though, to be honest. <laughs> oh, right. You, you yeah. just had to get past that notice and then yeah. figure out. Yes. I think that I hired a neighbor it. or something yes. from that point on. Yes. But cause and I that got was... such a severe burn and I was like eight months pregnant and <laughs> it was like, bad. Oh, I got to just do that. Uh, yes. Well, <laughs> PSA. There is indeed a hot spot. Don't touch it. Yeah. (laughs) First world problems. (laughs) Yes. I hate to say it, but yes, first world problems. So this weekend I had the broken driver's side mirror. Yes. Three weeks ago, someone on the freeway was speeding and I was in my lane and they just clipped. It had to have been their passenger side rear view mirror clipped my driver's side rearview mirror. And it had to be that because that car was going so fast that if it would have hit anything else, we would have, there would have been a big accident. And yeah. so it just sort of crushed the bottom of it. I didn't want to go through the insurance company because my deductible would be more than what it what it would cost to repair it. Yeah. So I did my little research and I got the mirror and I saw the YouTube video and I thought I can do this. And then you were talking about how Odie is just Mr. Handyman. And, he is. Yeah. And I've seen him. I can tell he's very meticulous. Yep. And so I just figured, I decided 
I could ask him to do it and it'll take, you know, maybe 30 minutes tops or I can do it. And this will probably be an all day project. Yes. (laughs) Or I need to give myself all day. So anyway, I was so grateful because he came while we were playing golf. Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. And and fixed it in the parking lot of the golf course. He did. And he said it took him 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. I mean, so that I am grateful for. And then my niece who stays with me came back from work and her tire was flat. Oh, no. Yeah, same thing. And she was on her way out. So I I was going to call Odie. Yeah, because you know he would like, do it. He would he absolutely would. do it. He and would I be there in, was... in an instant. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I thought my other uh, honey, <laughs> <laughs> I yes. called him and he w- he's my best friend Susan's husband. And he was here Sunday. I had asked if he could just change it to the spare and then she could take it and get the tire fixed, blah, blah, blah. But of course not. You know, he came, he had a tire repair kit. So all that was done so that when my niece came back, it was, it was just fixed, you know, and then it is. Isn't it amazing to have people that you can, we talked about this before, like supportive people, people that Mm -hmm. you can depend on. And you know what, Evelyn? I remember hearing something one time because I, like you, probably why I should try to cut the grass on my own. I was always hesitant to ask people for help. Mm-hmm. Oh, and again, I, it's this a, is like a very, like, yes. I'm a strong woman. I can do it. I can do anything. But basically, when you deny other people the opportunity to help, mm-hmm. you're actually stealing a bit of their joy because people mm-hmm. genuinely, when they care about you, want to help there. It's not, it's not a burden for them. Mm. I know that this is about true about me. Like I love to help other people. And so allowing somebody to help is giving them also a sense of joy and happiness because they want to be there for you. They want to contribute. If you have people in your life that love you and care about you and are are really willing to be there, then allow them the opportunity Mm -hmm. to experience that joy and happiness. I do have a problem asking for help. I work Mm -hmm. through it. And it is, it kind of goes through some personality things that I have. I know it falls under perfectionism. Mm -hmm. I can do it. Because until my honey comes around, yes, uh, yes, you got I mine. Have, yes, yes, <laughs> you got mine, Evelyn. All right. So with that, let's begin to build the platform with this week's mindful minute. Our mindful minute is when we pause and take a moment of gratitude for something we are thankful for, whether we are having a great week or a week full of challenges. Taking the time to be mindful of something we are grateful for allows us to focus on the good in our lives and forge pathways to positivity. All right. My mindful minute for the week is obviously I am full of gratitude for the people that come to help me with expecting nothing in return. Mm -hmm. And it makes me feel good that I'm surrounded by people who are helpful and loving. And it's just not a big deal at all. And especially this weekend, having two tasks, I know I could have taken care of, but to have it taken care of, and then just so easily, and the energy was great. And yes, I'm very grateful for that. Well, my mindful minute this week, I don't want to get too into it. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to be super brief. I do have a terminally ill sister. 
who is going to be um, passing away. It's just a matter of weeks at this point. And so I just am so grateful that I was able to spend time with her this fall, caring for her before she was moved into her assisted living slash memory care unit. And just over this past week, as I've recognized how close she is to leaving this earth, I really have remembered the fun times that we've had throughout our lives. And then even the time when I needed to care for her, the short little funny stories that I can recall and, mm-hmm. and just how she has always been one of those people that has been there for me. So I'm just super grateful for my sister this week. And mm-hmm. I don't really want to talk about it more than that, except to mm-hmm. say that in the midst of this, probably what is an, one of the most um, emotionally difficult times I've had recently in my life. I'm just super grateful for having her uh, as my sister. At this time, we'd like to pause so that you too can contemplate something you are grateful for, your own mindful minute. Well, this week, we are beginning a three-part series that examines the question, what would my life look like if I actually chose happiness? Today, we're going to define what happiness is, explore the difference between happiness and contentedness, or happiness and pleasure, or happiness and joy, and then we're going to illuminate the steps toward choosing happiness in our own lives as we explore pathways to positivity. So with that, let's further build the platform with today's moving moment. Our moving moment is always an inspirational quote that ties into today's theme. This week, our moving moment quote is by Abraham Lincoln, who needs no introduction. (laughs) The quote is, folks are usually about as happy as they make their minds up to be. So let's get ready to hop on the platform and dive into the topic of happiness. What is happiness? I think before we can even talk about choosing it for this podcast, we'll get into defining what we're talking about in terms of happiness. Yeah, absolutely. You're right, because there are so many different definitions. But really, for us, we need to put it into the context of it being a stepping stone on the pathway to positivity. I know for me, when I think of happiness, Initially, I think of being delighted or pleased or something more temporary, like a glad or a feeling. As I was sort of like looking at the various dictionary definitions Uh of happiness, I came across a definition which you wouldn't find in like Merriam-Webster or anything. So when I came across this particular definition of happiness, I thought, this is actually really in line with what we're trying to present through this week's episode. The definition that I came across was happiness is when what you think, what you say, and what you do are in harmony. 
I love that idea, even though it's not the dictionary definition, which we mm-hmm. could also explore, which is just basically a mental or emotional state of well-being. I love this because it presents sort of a multifaceted view of what happiness is. When what you think, what you say, and what you do are all in harmony, mm-hmm. you achieve some form of happiness. And I think that really ties in too with our past few weeks Absolutely. of our podcast. I think it further builds on that. It further builds on that, yeah. All connecting, because you can't know what that is unless you know who you are and are aligned with the best version of yourself based off of defining your vitals. Yes, and then you're in alignment with that. And then what would be the next step to that? That would be now, is my life evidencing my alignment, which how can you tell you're happy? Yeah, exactly. And it further goes on to say that happiness isn't something ready-made. It comes from your actions. So with that, with this whole idea of what would my life look like if I actually chose happiness, it is a choice. It comes from your actions. So when we, what we think, what we say, what we do are in harmony, we're at peace. All of these things come together to put us into a space of happiness. So I think if we kind of look at happiness in that light for this particular episode, and yes, there are many other dictionary definitions, but if we're exploring it in light of what we're trying to do with this particular podcast, what would my life look like if I actually chose happiness? Then that's a choice where we're seeking to take actions so that what we're thinking, what we're saying, and what we're doing are all in harmony at all times. I'm going to pause because, I mean, not for the re- for the recording, but just you and me. I really like that. I, I did too. research too, and I didn't find that. Yeah. Or no, now you can see how this can be applied to the smallest things in your mm-hmm. life or areas mm-hmm. in your life to the big ones like marriages, relationships, work relationships, work environments, choices that you make. So yeah, I think that before we dive deeply into this question, what would my life look like if I actually chose happiness? I think we should take a few minutes to just sort of ponder happiness versus contentedness or happiness versus pleasure or happiness versus joy. So can we take each of those and just break them down? And I'm not saying that we should be seeking one over the other or one in lieu of the other. I just Uh think it's important to distinguish them because in this podcast today, we're talking about happiness specifically. So let's talk about happiness versus contentedness first. Mm -hmm. How would you distinguish the two? When I think of contentedness, I think that there's this overall satisfaction in how I'm feeling or how I'm living my life. Yep. I agree. I think like content is satisfied. And I Mm -hmm. think that and it's a state of satisfaction. While happiness is, I think, bigger than that, because Mm -hmm. it goes to this place of if we use that word harmony, satisfaction and harmony are two very different things. I feel like contentedness is like a satisfaction. But I don't know that everybody wants to go through life feeling just satisfied. You know, right. That we want something bigger than that, right? Mm -hmm. And so I would say happiness versus contentedness is just the difference between between being satisfied or experiencing something above and beyond that, something more favorable. Well, I'm gonna bring this around. You know, I'm a big fan of being better than fine. Mm -hmm. So I think you just described fine 
is contentedness. Fine. And there's yes. nothing wrong with it. And you are getting by, all your needs are met and it's good. But even episode one, when I thought I got to promise these guys more than that and myself, because I don't want to just be contented. Yes. I yes. want to be happy. Yes. Exactly. So, you want to be better than fine. So yes. it, that's a great, oh, I'm so glad you actually brought that up. Can you go through life being fine? Can you go through life oh. being content? Absolutely. But we all are deserving of mm-hmm. more than that, mm-hmm. better than fine. I was kind of raised uh, in exactly that you should go for fine. If you're yeah. doing fine, that's your life and you have won and if you can just stay contented, you have you are winning in this game. But as I became my own person, I realized we talked about this just recently when I said, why not live the shit out of this life? Exactly. You know, yes. I mean, why can't you, it, you, we can all, we can expect more and yes. it's not selfish and it's not ungrateful. Yeah. And I love that you just brought up that word selfish too, because that's something that we talked about previously as well. It's not selfish to want or desire something more for yourself. We talked about possibly doing an episode and it's probably going to be in season two, selfish versus Mm self-love. We can self-love and desire something more than satisfaction or contentedness. We can. You're absolutely Mm -hmm. right. So what about happiness versus pleasure, Evelyn? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about that? When I think of pleasure, I definitely think specifically to either an action or some activity that you're participating in, mm-hmm. and it's fleeting. It's I fleeting. Don't, yes, that's how I feel. When looking at it from a physiological level, there's actually a different physiological response in our bodies between happiness and pleasure. Pleasure is actually fueled by dopamine. And it actually is a source of physical, um, like a physical high of some sort that Uh our body gets from a particular action. Whereas Uh happiness is linked to serotonin, which Uh is more of a brain reaction. So it stimulates like our, our, and our feelings and our emotions. So if we think about pleasure as being physiologically like a physical feeling fueled by dopamine and happiness being something that's a serotonin related response that uh-huh. actually affects our thinking and our emotions and all of that, we can see physiologically they're different. Also, if you think about the definitions, if you're looking at dictionary definitions, the sadness would be the opposite of happiness, uh-huh. whereas the opposite of pleasure would be pain. So again, uh-huh. that distinguishes that physical aspect. So I think we can see that those are two very different things. And again, we can seek both. There's nothing wrong with having uh-huh. pleasure in our lives. There's nothing wrong with having contentedness. But for this podcast, we're talking specifically about happiness. I, when you just said dopamine, I was like, oh yeah, that's <laughs> the dopamine and like euphoric. It's like a hit. Yes. All right. And then do we want to distinguish between happiness and joy? Because I think that's one of the hardest to distinguish, happiness Mm -hmm. and joy. My understanding is that joy is something that comes over a great period of time of practicing happiness, daily happiness into your life. Mm -hmm. And it's an evolution of sorts. So Mm -hmm. it's almost as if happiness 
along with all of these other components can be the stepping stones toward joy. Joy. Is that what your understanding uh, is as well? You know, I believe my experience is, and now that you've found this definition of happiness that I couldn't pinpoint, thinking, saying, doing all in harmony. And so when you continually choose happiness, I always look at joy as a state of being. It's where you do happiness enough in all the different areas of your life. And then it's like this culmination that is just a space that you're in. So for, would happiness be more like the practice and then joy would so. be the state of being? Mm-hmm. Because practicing joy. No, I think you get joy from mm-hmm. practicing happiness. And getting to happiness, you have to align with your highest self, which you have to define for yourself. So I think our pathway to positivity or understanding, I mean, I think our last episodes are doing exactly that. They're giving you practices that can ultimately pave pathways to positivity to bring you the state of joy. Yeah. So Evelyn, we've made these distinctions. The question then becomes, can we choose happiness? And then we'll build on that and say, if we can choose happiness, what would my life look like if I actually chose happiness? So let's start there. Can we choose happiness? Yeah. Oh, I absolutely think happiness is a choice. For sure. Absolutely. Especially when we put it into the context of what we've been discussing about identity over the past few weeks. If we really examine our vitals and we discover more about who it is we are and who it is we want to be, then we can begin with that definition that we've established, which is, okay, now what we think about ourselves, about our lives, what we say, both our internal and external dialogue, and what we do, the practices, which we're going to lay out coming up soon, when they're all in harmony, then yes, we are indeed choosing Choosing. happiness. We can take the steps to choose happiness in our life. So that brings to light the question, what would my life look like if I actually chose happiness. So many people, I think, experience like I am right now. We go through really difficult times in our lives. We have challenges and trials and tribulations and struggles. But in the midst of all of that, we can manifest Mm -hmm. happiness out of that. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about happiness as we're defining it. We've talked about the distinctions between happiness and joy, happiness and contentedness, happiness and pleasure. And we've established, I think we've both established that, yes, we can choose happiness according to this definition. And it very much ties in with alignment. So why don't we go through some intentional actions that Mm -hmm. we can take to choose happiness? Because just to let our listeners know, in the two weeks to come that round out this three-part series, we're going to examine the stories of people who actually have chosen happiness. So that's going to answer the question, what would my life look like if I actually chose Mm -hmm. happiness? So Mm -hmm. at this point, Evelyn, can you take us through some intentional actions that we can all take to choose happiness for ourselves? Mm -hmm. I absolutely can. This is a fun part. (laughs) Good. 
All right. So here are some practices or action items that you can practice on your very own to choose happiness daily. So number one is choosing gratitude. And that's what we are all about. Our mindful minute is about in the midst of chaos or everything's going great. You can always find something to be grateful for. And that can even be some days are tough and it is the air that you breathe. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) There is always something that you can find to be grateful for. I know that I'm really in this space right now of trying to find the small things that I'm grateful for, just because I have a couple of really big things that I am going through right now. But if I want to maintain or choose happiness, then I need to choose to look at the things that I can be grateful for in the midst of these struggles currently. And I think that's what's great about these practices that we're about to go through is because there are times when it's hard. I mean, like you, you touched on, you know, you have a terminally ill sister. Yeah. You can't pretend that life is all roses. Right. But what you can do is have certain action steps to help you stay in a space that isn't spiraling down because we, what we do want to make sure, and this is what we talk about pathways to positivity is when you are hit hard by life, which is inevitable. We all have these that you're not fueling the flame with negative thoughts or feelings of despair. You know, you want to stay out of that. And these practices are choosing happiness and helping you stay afloat. Yes. Without ignoring that there is like something serious going on. Another way that you can choose happiness daily is to carry a smile. One of the meditations, guided meditations that I do, he'll ask you to just lift the corners of your mouth. And the first time I heard that, I thought, are you trying to trick me into smiling? But it is, it's the act of it. It triggers the brain to feel positive emotions. Yeah. I love that. I actually love that. When I have in the past felt feelings of sadness or just a little bit down, if I do smile, I actually do feel a little bit better. It's maybe it's Mm -hmm. for me, I think sometimes it just brings something like if I smile, I'm almost thinking something positive along Mm -hmm. with it. So I'm also entering out of a negative space of thought and into a more positive space of thought, which also contributes then to this idea of choosing happiness. But I love that there's that brain science behind Mm -hmm. it too, that when you actually make a little smiley face, uh, it's processed by the brain as positive feelings. I Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. And even when you see someone smiling, uh, I grew up, my father, that's one of my favorite things about him. He has always been a smiler. And when we're out in public or where even as a child at the grocery store, just passing someone in a parking lot, he would always smile. So I definitely know that I picked that up, that I always feel like if someone makes eye contact with me, even if I'm not smiling, because I think everyone can have like a resting bitch face. You know, I definitely do. I know that I do. I've been told it many of times, like many times. (laughs) I can't help it. 
<laughs> I'm going to consciously smile more, Evelyn. <laughs> or you know what's so funny? Well, one, it'll make you feel good, right? Yes, and you'll correct. be in a happier state. You'll you'll be choosing happiness. Yes. Uh, or a way to choose happiness. But also, even if I'm lost in my thought and someone out and about will make eye contact, it's like an automatic reaction for me to yeah. smile. Very rarely, I can't even think of a time, or maybe I've tuned them out that normally when you smile at someone, they'll smile back. Yeah, that is very true. Yes, and it's contagious. It is. All right. Uh, This next one is one of my favorites, and that is just speaking affirmations into your life. Yeah, absolutely. These are the positive thoughts that come out verbally, whether you speak it out or just in your mind, you think of positive statements of truth. Mm-hmm. So, and they have to be real. They are always recited in the I am and present tense. I am worthy. I am worthy. I am the, kind. I am good. You yes, know, there's nothing. I am deserving. With, I am deserving. Yes. Yeah. All of those. And, and, you know, I don't limit mine to I am statements. I also, I do a lot of pre-paving before I leave or go somewhere. And Mm -hmm. most of the time when I'm driving, I'll say my way is made smooth and easy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, only good lies ahead. I've heard you say that before too. I've heard you say that uh, audibly as well. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like chanting, my way is made smooth (laughs) and easy. Yep. Uh, Only good lies ahead. You know, I like those too because they're general. You And I say them before a meeting or if I'm going to meet someone for the first time or do something for the first time. Yeah. So affirmations daily. Can we connect that to what we discussed uh, two weeks ago, which is reframing your thoughts too? Mm -hmm. Does that fit in here with daily affirmation? Instead of thinking negatively, reframing your thoughts and thinking positively? I think that's exactly the time this is exactly the time to think of that because it is reframing you could easily say people have been driving crazy on the road today mm-hmm. you know or gosh yesterday people were just cutting me off and and then say oh and you don't even want to put it in the context of i hope nobody hits me yeah <laughs> because that's that's still negative right yeah but no, I actually, it's funny you say that because this morning, just as a quick side note, I uh, took miles of school, whereas the drive is normally 45 minutes for me just because of morning traffic. Today, okay. I was backed up almost to where I get on the freeway. It was rainy mm. and it was like, I was thinking to myself, my initial thought was, oh my gosh, here it goes. Right. I already, <laughs> I know I've got to prepare for an hour and 20 minute drive right now. But instead I said, this is a great time for me and Miles to have a good conversation. And so Miles and I just talked about any and everything on the way there. And I just sort of reframed that instead of thinking like, oh, I'm stuck in traffic. I reframed it as, oh, I'm so lucky to be able to have this time with Miles to just talk. Mm -hmm. So speaking something positive into a space that could potentially be negative is one of the steps toward choosing happiness. Mm -hmm. And that was a choice I made today. So we're talking about choosing happiness. Like I chose that today because any other day, trust me, I'm not, I'm not too proud to admit that I'm like, damn it. Yeah. (laughs) An hour and a half. 
you know what? You know, again, like I, the more you choose, the easier it becomes. We're talking about practices here. Yay, I'm proud of you. That's very good. Why, thank you. (laughs) I'm evolving, Evelyn. (laughs) With this podcast. Me too, we always are, right? Always. (laughs) You know what? I will say, we did say that part of doing this podcast was not just to share, but also to to grow. To level up and grow ourselves. And I have definitely grown since we started this. Yeah, me too. And also putting yourself out there, you double check that you are walking the walk. Right. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Like not just talking the talk, but walking the yes. walk. Yeah, walking absolutely. The walk. But also doing that in a very loving and non-judgmental way. Yep. You know, that's because the we're also this. on the pathway to positivity. We're yes. not involved. We're not there. No. You are definitely more evolved than I am for sure. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> but you know what? It's only because I have there. <laughs> you are. And you know what? And the key to all of this, thank you for saying that. And it yes. sounds so wonderful, right? You're more evolved. But I don't know <laughs> if it's so much you're more evolved, but because I have daily practices yes. that maybe you, that you haven't incorporated yet. But watch, after we go through these 12, you practice at least half of them. And then let's talk about evolution. This one, I started practicing daily and now I cannot do without. It's my favorite. I I know this. I know this. I know what's (laughs) coming. Yes. You know what? And it's waking up on your terms. I mean, which is in such contrast to how I've woken up most of my life from way back when you had to get up for school and someone said, come on, let's go. And then you just jump right into life. Yes. Now I have, it's expanded. You know, it used to just be, I had to meditate and I would do that in bed. But now I thought, okay, you also need to get out of bed. It needs to take you less than 60 minutes to get out of bed, Evelyn. But so I shortened these practices and it sets my day up. I'll wake up, I'll do whether it's prayer or a short meditation, whether it's guided, but just setting the day to, I literally wake up every day and do, I do, I say, thank you for another day. Yes, you do. I know you do. You, this is an example of you really do walk this walk. You have your morning routine that's Uh empowering and meaningful. It's your routine. It involves gratitude and meditation. Uh And I, I have mine and I'm not going to lie. It involves a Bloody Mary. (laughs) And I'm I'm sorry, Evelyn, but that's that's part of my like leveling off my day and starting from a place of peace. I know that's bad. I know it is, but that's not not the only thing in my morning routine, but it's part of it. (laughs) But you know what you could do? It's on my terms, Evelyn. It's my (laughs) terms. It is on your terms. (laughs) But I am going to, uh, I'm making a total assumption here that that isn't as soon as you open your eyes. Oh, no, 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 oh, no, yeah. no. It's so just part can, of my yes, morning routine. It it's not the first routine. thing I do. It's after I right. wake up and I do watch the news and I do practice gratitude that I do, mm-hmm. which is a newer thing for me. I've been doing it probably only for about a year. I have like a little gratitude journal. And it's just a one line each day, but mm-hmm. it does start my day off in a space of gratitude. But I, oh. and I used to have my morning yoga and I'm getting back into that. We talked about that with wellness, but like it was mm-hmm. like coffee, yoga, new, coffee, news, y- gratitude, yoga and then bloody mary mm-hmm. sorry and there's you know what though no judgment on the bloody mary but there's you set the day choosing happiness mm-hmm. and that is setting 
your day up for success. And it doesn't even have to be a meditation. I do think there's so much in setting the intention of waking up and being grateful for the day that's ahead of me and then setting the intention that, you know, sometimes I'm lazy or tired or, and I just say, you know, only good lies ahead. Yeah. You know, that's all. And that's it. But I do love the idea. And I do believe firmly in establishing your own meaningful morning routine that allows mm-hmm. you to start the day on your terms. This one, hold back complaints. I do this periodically where I'll do a day of no complaining. If I catch myself complaining, I have to acknowledge that's a complaint. We're not doing that today. I don't have to reframe or counter or anything. I just drop it. Well, yeah, because by choosing to hold back that complaint, you're choosing instead to be at peace with the circumstance. Mm -hmm. And peace is a part of happiness. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. And so we can choose happiness by holding back our complaints. Mm -hmm. And we're all, I mean, on a daily basis, think about how many things we could complain about. We could Mm -hmm. complain about the traffic. We could complain about the fact that maybe we've burned a dinner. We could complain about the fact that maybe somebody said something that was offensive to us. We could complain Mm -hmm. about any number of things. But if we literally complained about everything that went wrong in a day, we would definitely be our own impediments to choosing happiness. Mm-hmm. Why not hold it back? Mm-hmm. And okay. so I like that holding back a complaint. And I think that's a really reasonable practice for someone who's just beginning on the path to begin with, which is to examine our thoughts and consider whether we can hold back a negative thought or hold mm-hmm. back a complaint and instead reframe it into mm-hmm. a positive thought, hold back on the complaint and reframe it to something positive. All right. So then the next one is practicing one life improving discipline. This one I absolutely love because Mm -hmm. I, you know this about me, but years ago I took up yoga and Mm -hmm. it was actually life-changing for me, not just physically, but mentally. Like it, the, the way that it allowed me to free up my mind and also you know, obviously the impact on my, my ability to feel stronger. I want to use that feel stronger um, because it wasn't for any other reason, except to become physically stronger. I, you do know that I sort of have been out of the practice for a little bit. And I, Mm -hmm. you and I talking about wellness recently, like it's my goal to get back into the morning practice, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be yoga. It can be exercise or some sort of, uh, maybe it's budgeting. If you've struggled with financial well-being or something, maybe it can be an online course about Mm. something you've really been interested in. You know, now there are so many opportunities to take like free courses, even on YouTube in Mm -hmm. something that you're interested in a life improving discipline. I love the idea of practicing something that only brings you happiness. So one of my life improving disciplines that I've put into action. And it's very hard for me. And that's reading outside the genre that I love, which is usually, as you know, new age, self-help, all of that. Yep. Which is amazing. Well, that's why you're further along on the pathway to positivity than I am (laughs) because I'm romance. (laughs) Oh, and history. Yay. Yes. Yes. And classic Uh, literature. (laughs) Oh, there we go. So I, 
started uh, Joseph Campbell's The Hero with a Thousand Faces. Mm -hmm. I am on page 30 and I started back in February. (laughs) But that's okay because it's a discipline that you're practicing outside of what you've normally practiced before. Yes. You're on the pathway to choosing happiness by practicing one life improving discipline. Another one is use your strengths. You know, each of us have natural talent, strengths, and abilities, and we can use them effectively. And it helps us feel alive and more comfortable in our skin. And I think that this is the area that we can tie into the idea of taking something that we are confident enough and comfortable enough to recognize as our strengths. We talked about doing our strengths assessments when we talked about vitals. Mm -hmm. It's okay to own your strengths. And then utilize them in a way that you are choosing happiness. That can be through volunteerism. It can be through being able to exercise them more fully in the career path that you've chosen. It can be within your own family. But whatever your strengths are, first recognize them, own them, be confident in them, and then utilize them Mm -hmm. to choose to bring greater happiness into your life. This one I love, and it's so important because physically you have to, you need your physical well-being to be able to choose happiness for yourself. So eating healthy meals and snacks, you know, it helps align everything. I know when I'm hungry and grouchy, it's very difficult for number one, anyone to be around me when I'm hangry. (laughs) And then even when I'm not eating my best, you know, when I'm eating, loading up on junk and you're not in a good space to choose happiness. Well, yeah. And you and I have talked about this offline, meaning out of this podcast, but also within this podcast briefly. And I do hope that in season two, we will address this as a topic, but choosing to be your healthiest self, especially as we approach, you and I are both in our fifties, but as we look at life beyond middle age, I want my body to be strong and healthy mm-hmm. because through that, I can continue to do the other things that I do to choose happiness. I want to be able to hike. I want to be able to play golf. I want to be able to be present for my future grandchildren. I want these Mm -hmm. things. And so in order to do that, I need to choose to look at my physical well-being. And it's never, and I want to be very clear about this, it's not about a weight or a body type. It's about fueling my body in a way that keeps me physically healthy in order to continue to choose the things that bring happiness into my life. Mm -hmm. And then here's, I think this is just energy going in and out that brings everyone happiness. And that is treating others well. My favorite saying, well, no, actually, there are quite a few quotes, um, Maya Angelou. And that is, she says, people will forget what you said to them or what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Also, my upbringing from my father, he was always about how you treat other people. So this is something for me, I know it brings me happiness to walk away from someone knowing that I didn't take away from their day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, oh, yes, you do know Tabitha Brown. I do. Yes, I, I do. Love, yes. From I my vegan journey. <laughs> yes. She and is my vegan she, guru. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She is like the best, right? Yes. Yep. 
But I also love one of her sayings, and that is when she signs off and she says, you know, now you go and have a good day. But if you can't, don't you dare go messing up nobody else's. That's right. Just thinking simple as that. It's also the golden rule in the Bible, because, you know, I always kind of have this little scripture Mm -hmm. thing in the back of my mind, but do unto others as you would want done unto you. For me, anyway, I should say this. I don't think my desire to treat others well is about getting anything in return. Mm -hmm. It's more about, and this is just for me personally, it's Mm -hmm. more about, I actually feel like if I can impact somebody else positively, Mm -hmm. then I actually am thankful for that opportunity to Mm -hmm. make somebody's day better. There are so many negative Mm -hmm. things at force in our world Always. Mm -hmm. We can read about them. We can hear about them. We've experienced them. We all have. So why not choose happiness for yourself by not contributing to that negative energy Mm -hmm. by treating other people well? Mm -hmm. Treat others well is the same as be kind. Absolutely. Be kind, be compassionate, be Mm -hmm. caring, be all of those things because it doesn't take any more effort to treat someone kindly than it does Mm -hmm. to treat somebody badly. It's no more effort and you can choose kindness. So I love this treat others well. Mm -hmm. And it does bring you happiness. As you said, it makes you feel good. That's sort of like the side effect. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And then meditation, we went into that. It could be, you know, meditation is also prayer. If that's your thing, you know, but it's just finding time to give to yourself. And that's so important. And it's so hard to turn off the noise. But if you don't daily turn off the noise to get still and center yourself, you're just in this perpetual state of noise, like talking, talking. It's so constant. And then that also makes it hard for you to choose happiness because you're just all... I just think of it like I'm tangled up in everything. You just need to step out for a second, get clear, and then choose happiness. Absolutely. And the last one that we're going to discuss here is going to be, you know, searching benefit in your pain. This is what paving pathways to positivity started out. out. That's right. It is all about the the reality, Evelyn, there is that. When we talk about searching for benefit within the pain, we cannot live in this space where we deny the fact that we are going to have painful experiences Mm -hmm. in our lives. I am going through one right now, as I mentioned. But if you can search for the benefit, the good out of that pain, you can grow through that. I believe firmly that I am learning so much more about what I, how I want to love how I want Mm -hmm. to live based on the fact that my sister's life is being cut short at 53 Mm -hmm. years old. It's teaching me something in the midst of this pain. I Mm -hmm. am learning so much more about how I want to live out the days that I am blessed with and how I want to love the people in my life. You know, even Monica talked about this last week in the podcast. She said, I wouldn't change a thing 
all the pain that I went through, all the struggle, all the heartbreak. Through that, she emerged a stronger, more confident person who knows what she's worthy of, who knows her value. So if we can search for the benefit in the midst of the pain, that is a conscious decision to choose happiness out of the most difficult times that we will ever experience. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's nothing I can add to that because so clearly you are speaking from a personal experience that you are currently like enduring, yes, but I'm not, I don't sure. even want to use that word enduring. I am navigating it mm-hmm. and I'm doing yeah. it in a way that my hope and my plan, because I have both, is to come through on the other end with a greater appreciation for forging pathways to positivity through this painful experience. We'll wrap this up with that because I believe that's the point in life. And that's the point in why we do everything isn't roses. I think that that is what you are supposed to get out of extremely painful experiences in this life, which we all have to various degrees. And I also feel that that's the way to honor, let's say in the case of loss, you know, loss of a loved one. That is how you honor their departure. It's strengthening yourself and your ability to live the best life that you can while you have time still here Mm -hmm. based off of your interaction and your love that you had for that person. I agree. Thank you so much, Evelyn, for guiding us through these intentional actions for choosing happiness. I am so excited to put these actions into practice in my own life. So with that, it's time to ease off the platform with this week's Better Than Fine practice. The Better Than Fine practice is a weekly takeaway mindful practice that will allow you to take steps to forge pathways to positivity in your own life. This week's Better Than Fine practice is asking yourself, am I choosing happiness? We've gone through several of these action steps that you can practice yourself. You don't have to do all of them. Yeah. That would be a lot. (laughs) It is a lot. You know, I will say that when I went through these, and I mean this in all honesty, overall, I feel confident to say that I think I choose happiness. And when we were talking earlier about joy being a state of being, I think I could speak on that because I do feel that choosing happiness over and over, I believe I experience joy just always. I'm just in this space. And then it's easier also to identify when something's off. Yeah, definitely. And then you can kind of just go in that little area and then and pick that apart. And I don't want to say fix, but see what needs to be put in alignment where the misalignment is, is highlighted once you kind of are in like a joyful state of being. So that is your weekly practice, your better than fine weekly practice. And I'm so excited for you to check off and see how many of these you already do. It's okay if you practice none of these, it's never Mm -hmm. too late to start. Take one, take two, decide Mm -hmm. that you can do this and Mm -hmm. then take the first steps Mm -hmm. to choose happiness for yourself and Uh begin to forge pathways to positivity in your own life through that process. Absolutely. I loved this one today. 
We examined the questions of what is happiness and can I choose happiness? And then looked at some of the steps or the intentional actions that we can take to choose happiness. And in the weeks to come, we're going to illuminate the stories of people who walked this pathway toward positivity and have actually chosen happiness for their lives. We cannot wait to explore these stories as we further ponder the question, what would my life look like if I actually chose happiness? Please join us next week for another episode of The Positivity Platform. If you enjoyed listening to this week's episode of The Positivity Platform, please follow us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or iHeartRadio to receive updates and alerts when new episodes are released. And please leave us a comment on our social media, positivity.platform on Facebook and Instagram, and the Positivity Platform on Twitter at PosPod2022. Thank you for joining us on the Positivity Platform.